the place for breaking news. Up to date, up to the minute. What's going on in the world? And where news breaks. Local news matters. This is the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware. It's always smart to know what's going on. Now on FM 1071. that I shouldn't even be able to read this thing. Let me just scuttle it and tell you guys to go start all over again. Let me just break this hunter. Oh, by, by the way, good morning. Good morning, good morning. It's 507 Trey Ware, KTSA. Let me just break the hunter fiasco down here real quick for you, okay? So the prosecution, headed up by Merrick Garland, uh, was doing Joe's bidding and put together a plea deal for Hunter. They wouldn't allow anyone, anyone, anyone other than them access to the plea deal. Nobody was able to see it. You weren't able to see it. The media wasn't able to see it. Lawmakers weren't. Nobody. Even the judge. (laughs) And so they went into court yesterday, and the judge looks at it and says, hold on just a minute. Are you telling me that Hunter gets immunity for everything forevermore? It's kind of what's in here. Yeah, yeah. We can't we can't prosecute him on anything coming up. Yeah, that's right. Is he under investigation right now? Uh, yeah, he is right now. Yeah. So what you're telling me is he's under investigation, and this deal is going to give him immunity forever on anything else, right? Uh, yeah, that's kind of. That's kind of what we, that's kind of what we put together. How do you plead? <laughs> he said not guilty. Once again, the corruption of the Biden crime family is shining. It's glaring. It is in your face, America. And not one word on ABC this morning. UFOs, yes. Child drowning in a pool, yes. Not one word on ABC this morning. Yesterday, the chicks on The View, oh, well, the Republicans are weaponizing Hunter against his daddy. He's already lost his wife. He's already lost a daughter. He's already lost his other son. How much more can Joe take, said the girls on The View. Well, you know what? He dished it out. All of that is irrelevant. What he has done is headed up a criminal organization for many, many years, I believe. And little could be more dangerous than for our commander-in-chief to be corrupted and compromised by foreign powers, including our, our worst enemies, which is exactly what's happening here. It is well established that the Biden family, led by bagman Hunter, has collected millions of dollars through their illegal business dealings with parties ranging from the Chinese Communist Party Much of the money rolled in while Joe was vice president. It was funneled through a complex web of shell companies in smaller dollar increments so it couldn't be tracked to conceal its source and and skirt the uh, scrutiny. 
Uh, Joe and Hunter each received $5 million bribes from Ukrainian energy company Burisma, it is alleged. The Justice Department concealed the document that showed that to be the case. Republicans had to fight with Christopher Wray at the FBI to get that document released. And then the Hunter Biden tax probe, whistleblowers say the Justice Department obstructed, included by refusing to pursue leads pointing to Joe. And it produced charges that U.S. attorneys the president appointed would not allow Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss to bring. And the IRS whistleblowers were thrown off the case, which was reprisal for having come forward to expose wrongdoings that were going on behind the scenes. Prosecutors agreed to that sweetheart deal with Hunter Biden, which the judge kicked out yesterday because it was going to give him immunity forevermore from any other crime. Meanwhile, the president's subordinates, shielding his son from facing those more serious charges, an international influence peddling operation, only existed because of Joe. Without Joe and without his power, it wouldn't have been there. So let's talk about what we know about this crime family. Everybody, he says, has to pay their fair share. And if you're rich, I don't care if you're rich. I just uh, I, I want you to pay more. Unless, of course, you're Hunter Biden. And the statute of limitations is allowed to expire by your father's DOJ, headed up by Merrick Garland, another criminal. And you never have to pay about, oh, a couple hundred grand in tax owed to the IRS, let alone the penalties. $8.3 million of your foreign income is examined by investigators in Delaware for potential illegal foreign lobbying, money laundering, and, and tax felonies for five years. But you end up with a cozy plea deal. Also, you earn $1.3 million as an amateur first-time artist, selling paintings to buyers who include Democrat donors to Papa, who then end up with beautiful positions on the Commission for the Preservation of American's Heritage. You send a menacing WhatsApp message to your Chinese business partners, I want that money, and I'm sitting here with my daddy. If you don't send it, he's going to get you. And the next thing you know, $5.1 million ends up in your bank account. You claim $10,000 dues for a sex club on your tax returns as expenses for your consulting business. You pay a couple of grand for a dinner in a private room at Cafe Milano in Georgetown for dad so that he can meet your business partners, Ukraine, Russia, Kazakhstan, and others, who end up giving you millions and millions of dollars through these shell corporations. You convince your baby mama that you're so broke that she has to take a 75% cut in your child support payments while you have millions and possibly billions stashed away. Of course, then there's the 10% for the big guy in all of this who has seven grandchildren but only mentioned six, who has an out-of-control German shepherd attacking the Secret Service at least ten times in three months, and you never have to pay their bills, who has a son who's paid $83,000 a month by a corrupt Ukrainian oligarch who then, of course, sends $10 million for you to do his bidding. You live like a billionaire and declare that you're the poorest man in Congress. You get your son a series of high-paying jobs for your, from your campaign donors straight out of college, and he uses those earnings to pay off his college debt. Isn't that something? 
you earn a yearly salary of $44,000 in 1975 as a senator, but you buy a 10,000-square-foot DuPont mansion with a ballroom, a pool house, a basketball court, manicured grounds, and then you luck into another real estate deal by selling that DuPont mansion two decades later to one of your biggest donors for a gigantic sum. You then find another one, lakeside plot of land in Greenfield from another donor who sells it to you for the same price he paid for it five years earlier. So you get a heck of a deal. You get an $8 million joint book deal with your wife, and all you sell is 270,000 copies, but you got eight, <laughs> 8 million out of it. There's a $30 bag of cocaine found right outside your office door. And the Secret Service and the FBI, the two most powerful investigative agencies on planet Earth. We can't find out where that money, where that cocaine came from. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I have to look at Joe Biden, as I've said from the very beginning, because while this, you know, the attention is focused on Hunter at the moment, keep in mind, Joe, Joe's the, Joe is the corrupt one in all of this. And as I've said many times, I have to say, what else is he on the take for? Because clearly, during I just cited for you a thumbnail sketch of some of the stuff that he's been involved in throughout his political career. <clears throat> now there's a report that has come out, and I've been mentioning this in the past couple of days, but a report has now come out showing that the cartels have been smuggling criminals into the United States to set up these joint ventures for the cartels. These are criminal gang members, people who have been let out of prisons in Venezuela and other places like that, and they are coming into the country. But they're not just coming into the country like happenstance and scattering throughout the nation as the media would have you believe. No, it's a well-organized criminal effort. You see, what they're doing is they're coming in to sell drugs in the United States, the money going right back out into the big boys' pockets. The retail crime that you see happening that people are being fired for, employees are being fired for when they try to stop it, this new report is showing a lot of that money is going back to the cartels and property crime the same thing when cars are stolen, et cetera, et cetera. They know that there's no threat of criminal prosecution. You're not even allowed to chase them outside the store. Remember the guy that was fired for merely filming the guys who walked out with baskets full of stuff? People committing the retail th theft are essentially working for the cartels. And it's a result to the Biden's open border. And remember, he's suing Texas because Texas has sealed the border up. He wants the border open. What's his cut? What's his cut for this criminal organization that has been set up in the United States, whether it's property crime, whether it's retail theft, or whether it's drug selling, what's the big guy's cut? Does he get 10%? I don't know. I'm, I'm asking the question. Because inquiring minds want to know. Meanwhile, Devin Archer, close business associate of Hunter Biden, is in hiding. He's supposed to speak to Congress next Monday. Now, I I'm not one that's going to get all excited about this because so many times we have been told, yes, there's going to be revelatory information that's going to come out of this. It's going to be a blockbuster and so on. And it turns out to be a dud, right? I, tell, I plead the fifth. I take the fifth. I'm not going to answer that. I might incriminate myself. I'm not going to but whatever, whatever. But I got a question for you. He's in hiding. Why is he in hiding? Close associate, the, the closest associate with Hunter Biden, 
is going to testify before Congress next week, we are told. I'll believe it when I see it because he's already canceled four times. But why would he go into hiding? The Republicans certainly don't want anything to happen to him. (laughs) He is in fear for his life, his associates are saying. Why would he be in fear for his life? It's not like the the Republicans don't want anything to happen to him before next week, right? They want him to come speak and spill the beans and say what he knows about Hunter and and the criminal organization known as the Biden crime family. They want him there. They they don't want any hearts. So the threats to his life are coming from where? Well, I think that answer is pretty darn obvious. Let me get to the other one of the other big stories. There was a lot of stuff flying around yesterday, man. You had UFOs, and you had Mayorkas, and you had the freeze-up of Mitch McConnell, which we're going to cover this morning as, as well. But let me let me just talk for a second about the Mayorkas thing. He appeared once again before Congress, and he was there to lie. Remember, anytime somebody's looking down their nose at you like Mussolini, which is exactly what Mayorkas does, they think that they are superior, that they are above you, that you can't question them, and that's exactly look at him. Look at any picture of Mayorkas. Look at any video of him looking down his nose at everybody else. He's untouchable. Now, we know that the Bidens have put in an amnesty app, which is where people in these other countries can go, can log on to the app and they can get approval to come on into the country. It streamlines their effort to come into the United States. We know that Biden is suing Texas because Texas has been effective in keeping people out. We know that they've had 144,000 encounters in June. We know that Alejandro Mayorkas showed up yesterday to this hearing without the information that he was told that he needed to report to Congress with every time they asked him a question. He said, well, I don't have that information. I'll have to get that to you in writing later. I don't know. I'll send you a note later. I don't know. I'll send you a note later. Where are the 140 terrorists that we know we've encountered at the border? I don't know where they are. I'll have to send you a note later to let you know. Those are the answers that Mayorkas gave yesterday. You see, I believe he was dispatched to that uh, hearing yesterday without the information to go and lie and to set them off the set, set Congress off the trail, get you know off the scented trail so that uh, they could continue with the criminal operation down at the border, bringing in the criminals, and somebody, and it's probably a whole lot of somebodies, outside of our country and in the sewer of D.C., are making money out of this thing. All right, to Mitch McConnell, cut number one, James, let's hear it. This week has been good bipartisan cooperation and a string of... uh, this is where he spaces out, looks off into space. His eyes, definitely a blank stare, kind of going in separate directions, as a matter of fact. And then John Barresso steps in. You okay, Mitch? Anything else you want to say, or should we just go back to your office? Okay, Mitch. Anything else you want to say, or should we just go back to your office? Do you want to say anything else to the press? They move him off. Senator Tony Onish is there as well. Let's go back to And that's basically how it went. Now, he came back later and said, hey, I got sandbagged. I, I talked to the president about getting sandbagged. I got uh, sandbagged. Look, first of all, we have a gerontocracy in this country. Why are we being led by unhealthy, mental-issued patients? We have 330 million people in this country. Is, is this the best we've got? You got Biden. 
You got McConnell, you got Fetterman, you got Feinstein, and on and on and on it goes. They're all puppets, and that's clear. They can't think for themselves at this point. I pray for Mitch McConnell. Had that been my father standing there, that looked like a stroke to me. Had that been my father, I would have called 911 and told him to get an ambulance over there. Now, the man has fallen three times. Now, Jimmy, you were watching this. What did you think? Well, you can hear the concern in John. Is that what his Arasso, name? Arasso, yeah. Yeah, he's he's talking to, hey, Mitch. Yeah. It's not, hey, Mitch, are you good? No, he was soft, and you can hear the concern in his voice of, hey, hey Like you would speak to somebody who's in a nursing home. Yes. Hey, Mitch, you all right? Everything okay? It was very... Would you like to go back to your room? Very Mitch? telling. And Mitch's eyes, they look... It was It's scary looking. Mm-hmm. When you see it, you're like, well, wait a minute. This dude's typically talking mm-hmm. in jibber-jabber, and he's got some pep in his step when he's at the microphone, and this was out. So... You think about this, and the, the names I just named, and I could go on and name others, right? They, they definitely are not there. They don't have the mental capabilities of doing the job. So the American people must ask the question, who's doing the job? <laughs> if these guys aren't, and it's clear Biden's not, we all, we all know that. We all know now that Mitch is not heading up the Republicans in the Senate because he's un- incapable of doing it. We know mm-hmm. that Fetterman is incapable of, of thinking a, a, a clear, coherent thought for one second. And Feinstein is... Totally gone. Checked out totally. I wouldn't let any of those people run my landscaping company. Exactly. Or anything else. Would you let them pour you a cup of coffee? I'm not being harsh on them. It's not good. What I'm saying is is that we're a country of, you know, our Constitution is 264 years old. Our leaders don't have to be that old. They don't. Uh, It's time for some fresh blood. It's time for some young folk to get in there. It's time for some people who are not... uh, mentally incapable or brain injured actually which is what they are of doing the job and again i'm not picking on i'm not picking on on old people i'm not i really am not and i'm not picking on these folks clearly they're puppets and that's not what we want or is it are you guys you voters are you good with having puppets run this country? somebody else is running this country clearly these folks aren't it's it's sad and scary yeah big time I'm I'm curious where Joe is. Where's Joe Sobel these days? I I miss old Joe, man. Doctor Joe Sobel. We used to have him on every morning, and he was uh, he was just great. He, he was pr- he was prior to Dean Devore. Dean Devore wasn't even born yet. <laughs> when Joe so- Joe Sobel, Evan Myers, and Evan Myers' brother—they're the ones who started that company way back in the 1970s. And we brought them right here to KTSa right off the bat. They've yeah. been with us since '78, somewhere along there, somewhere, so- something like that. Anyway, uh, did I tell you it's going to be hot and 100 for the next three days? And what should we do? Uh, you should probably hydrate. Yeah. You know, you should probably drink yeah. and drink some more. Oh, water. Water. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, oh, well, yeah. Okay, I got okay, to okay. clear that okay, up. Yeah, okay. that can mean anything. Ooh, this place sucks. I forgot who I'm talking to. Yeah. <laughs> yes, drink water, fellas. Yeah, all right. Okay. Yeah. All right. And check the back seat. Have you seen the new PSA? Uh-uh. Put your one? phone in the back seat. So that you check the back seat, because people will check for their phone. They won't check for their kid. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. They won't check the back seat in a hundred degree weather for their kid, but they'll check the back seat for their phone. So the new PSA 
is put your phone in the back seat when you get in the car because right. you're not supposed to be touching your phone in the car anyway. Yeah. Put it in the back seat, and then when you get to wherever you're going, you'll be forced to check the back seat because you will look for your phone. Mm-hmm. My God. You right. ain't going to look for no kid, but you're going to look for the phone. What's going to be awful is when they grab the phone and leave the kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> They will. You know that people will. You have lost your faith in humanity. Oh, I have. Yeah. You, oh, yes. I, you, you got that right. I can't say I blame you, but <laughs> I didn't expect it to be so obvious about Oh, it. no. I'm cynical as hell. Yeah. <laughs> I admit it. <laughs> Aren't we all at this point? Well, I mean, you know, they did it to us. I didn't do it to myself. You didn't do it to yourself. No. It was done to us by other humans. And that's why I'm excited about the UFO thing that's here. That was and now that was a hearing, okay? The Hunter thing was cool. That was fine. The Mayorka thing, okay. I expected him to lie. The big deal was the UFO thing. That was nuts. Anybody see that? No, I was watching the uh, okay. MSNBC coverage of uh Hunter. They had these three dudes that were former pilots and they had long and successful military careers. Mm-hmm. None of them have a reason to lie. Not one of them. Why, why would they when they're actually putting their lives in jeopardy by talking about this stuff? Because they were very clear they have been threatened, in fact, physically attacked by government forces. They had to be very careful what they said because they, they have this whistleblower status that they're working under right now. If they blow that cover of whistleblower, then they could actually, you know, face a lot of time in prison and so on. So... It's it's very tough, but just uh, just you know, brought it down to the nut here, okay? To the nut cutting on this. What basically what they said was, yes, we have encounters of the strange kind. Non-humans have been found. We have the non-human biological matter, which means we got the pilots of these craft. Right, they get some bodies somewhere. Yes, sir. And uh, it's not just in the United States. No. We're talking about all over the world. Uh, The one everybody focuses on is Roswell, because that's the fun one, and let's talk about Roswell, and that's kind of cool and all that. No, sir. Brazil and Canada and France, and, I mean, just about every continent on planet Earth has had a crash. Brazil gets a lot of visits. I've seen a lot of video out of Brazil in that area. Hey, seen, even the even you know aliens from outer space know Brazil is a beautiful visit. That's exactly right, yeah. with beautiful women, and that's exactly. why they go. That's why they're going. Aliens yeah. like yeah. the booty. Exactly, they do. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a there's a new meme. There's a new meme right there. God, aliens like the booty. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God, Jimmy. Jimmy T says aliens like the booty. Would you just say it one time to him? What, the aliens like the booty? No. No. What the hell's wrong with you? (laughs) Exactly. No, me and the aliens, we get along great. I bet you do, Uh, especially after a couple of tequila shots. (laughs) Well, anyway, the aliens uh, have have been visiting us and leaving spacecraft behind when they do, according to these guys who testified. The reason we don't know about it is because the city will tow it away if it's parked for too long. That's so, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. They will. We, so are you, are you telling me aliens rent UFOs and leave them and trash them like we rent cars? <laughs> yeah, pretty they, much. They take an Uber back home. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know what was – I love the guy who's heading up the, the deal. He's a, a congressman out of – well, it's him and, and the new hot Anna Paulina Luna, right? Oh, Luna. They're, they're co, yeah, they're, they're co-people uh, you know, on this on this committee, right? Chairman, chair people, and uh, the guy who the guy is from Tennessee, and he's a motorcycle guy. So 
he laid it out perfectly for me. He said, look, I could take a new Hardy Davidson or a new Indian and take it like 400 years back in time to some uh, aborigines in the Amazon mm-hmm. and say, take this apart and show me how it works. Oh, reverse engineering. Yeah, and they would look at it and go, what do I do with this? Can I eat this? You know, kind of thing. Right. That that's where we are with the spacecraft that we have. That, you know, they might be able to, like, put some gas in if they could figure out where the gas goes, and they might be able to get it started, the, the, the Harley-Davidson analogy. But they don't know what it's for. They don't know how it got here. They don't know anything about it, right? right. And they don't know how to maximize it. He said that's basically where we are with the alien technology that we've been able to gather, that we have. I mean, I've heard about reverse engineering for decades now, and that is exactly what it is. It's breaking down the whole thing and starting with the little, like, okay, this bolt does this. Yeah. Right. And you are breaking it down to where you figure out how the propulsion goes, which is... What we really want to know, is it magnetic? Are they running off of water, hydrogen? What are they using? That's the whole thing about reverse engineering. Well, and so the government itself has stood in the way of the committee over and over again, time and time again. The committee mentioned this yesterday, that they have been... There have been roadblocks tossed up by the the government uh, in front of this committee. This committee is saying, wait a minute, you work for us, NASA. You work for us, these other organizations. We don't work for you. You have to do what we tell you to do. And they're talking about invoking this rule that would defund these agencies and these organizations unless they play ball. Now, they're willing to go into the SCIF, but they have been denied, the Congress has been denied access to the SCIF to hear this stuff in private. Isn't that amazing? That these agencies that are under the purview of Congress have been blocking their ability to go hear this stuff in private. And so the the chairman said yesterday, I'm about to have a barbecue beer bust on my front lawn and invite all these witnesses and all you cameras to come. I love this guy. I want to yeah. go Harley riding with him. Yeah, why not? He said, you know, I, I, I want to have you guys on my front lawn, all you camera people, all you people from these news, and, and have these witnesses come to my front lawn where they can speak openly and freely without the government telling them what they cannot say my wife makes great burgers so she'll serve those up on a saturday <laughs> afternoon and we're gonna do it there i said yeah that's a great idea sure so i think the next thing they're gonna do is uh take these hearings on the road yeah. so these people can actually say what they want to say what they need right. to say about this yeah. okay I, I i'm just gonna tell you guys um i'm wide open to any of this okay that i i, I could see it being you know real aliens from another planet Sure, why not? I could see that being the reality. For years now, my theological training and my theological uh, works have said right before we get to when the culmination of time is going to happen, that the other side, the veil, is going to begin to open up, and we're going to be able to see what the unseen, because we're surrounded by the unseen right now. Mm-hmm. Theological training will tell you that. The war of the angels and the demons and all of that, right? and that the veil starts to thin as we get closer to the what's commonly called the end times, and you start to see the other side. So there has been an argument that theologians have made that when you see these things, these creatures, what you're seeing is actually the unseen right. as the veil gets thinner. Right. So, I, I, look, I, I'm open to that. I'm open to, I'm, I'm, I'm open to anything. I've been, I really am. I've been into arguments with people on the theological side about aliens, and I said, well, why are you limiting my God to only creating us? You can't limit him. No. Yeah. You can't limit him. 
you know? At all. Uh, they might be God-fearing aliens. We don't know yet. We don't know. We have no idea what this is, but I'm certain. I know what my parents told me when they were, of course, the 1950s was Little Green Men and Martians. and all. Remember, you couldn't go to a drive-in without it being a big deal. They know they saw something. When they were out on a country road driving, um, I don't remember where they were going, but they know they saw a, a spacecraft. And my dad and my mom, who were not liars, they refused to tell a lie. They wouldn't. They they took that to their to their graves. That hey man, I'm telling you right now, I know what your mama and I saw. I've I've seen one on uh, 35 in college, bright light, sitting in the sky, and then all of a sudden, Gone. boom, took yeah. off, and it had the little trail yep. of lights afterwards. And I was in college radio, went on air, and other people called in and said, yeah, we saw that too. Yeah, and it's not what we can do technologically. Uh, we had a, a, a lady who worked here for for a long time, and a genuine person, not not one of these sh- shuck and jivers. She was in sales, and um, she swears she was abducted. Ouch. Yeah. She said, I, I went out, and when I came back, you know, I had different parts and stuff was missing. <laughs> and she, and, she, and, and she, she swore to it. I mean, and she wasn't nuts. She wasn't. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there was a, probably a significant time difference from when she went out and came back, and all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute. Right. How was that four hours? Right. Yeah, right. No, that's exactly no, that's exactly yeah. right. She mm-hmm. thought it was like 10 minutes. You know, it's kind of like when you have the butt check and they put you on uh, uh, propofol. Oh, the, and, the best nap ever is what I yes, call the butt check. Yes, and you go to sleep, and they do it for, for – it takes like 30 minutes on a normal routine one, right? Something like that. But on that propofol, which killed Michael Jackson, you feel like it's two minutes, but you wake up, wow, hey, this was awesome. It's the best And you feel nap. like it was two minutes, but you were out for 30. Right. They call it milk of amnesia. That's right. <laughs> Good one. Good one. Uh, does he get a point for that? Yeah, actually, a doctor told me that years ago. But so. that's okay. You can, yeah. you can. Yeah, it's like it. a hockey assist. Don't, All right, I'll don't take worry, the point. Yeah, no yeah. problem. Go ahead and that's put good. it in the net for him. Sinead O'Connor dead. Um, again, I don't think anybody is really. I I wasn't surprised. Um, no. I, was anybody surprised when they heard no. the news? No. Um, it it, it kind of you know the same reaction I had with uh, you know. Cobain and yeah. Amy Winehouse. She kind of knew it was going to happen. Well, she was suffering severe depression oh, with the loss of her yeah, son. Her son man. passed so, away like last year or the year before. Right? And I guess she just went downhill and didn't care. Well, she had been up and down even before he died. She yes. had been all over the map, you know, in and out of, um, you know, institutions and all those kind of things. Yeah. And had definitely been suffering for many, many years from mental health issues. They didn't say, I, I haven't seen, Don, maybe you have a, a cause of death, but we all kind of know probably what happened, right? Yeah, there's but nothing official released. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Um, it's, it's unfortunate and sad. It really is. You know, I, I, that, that's the only song I really know of hers. And, and really, I thought it, 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 what, what attracted me to that song. I played it a lot on the radio, yeah. but what attracted me was the video because right. I don't think stunning. I don't think there was ever a song that was better acted on video, no. and, and I, I don't. I really don't think she was acting. No, I think I, she I, really I, felt that song when she cut that video. Right. How could you not? It's right. a powerful song, and she delivered it beautifully. Absolutely perfect. Unbelievable. She didn't need Prince to tell her how to do that one. No. I agree. She, she, I agree. She you know, had it all figured out. Um, he, of course, he was the the brilliance behind that song. That was his. He cut that song first before yeah. she did. Yep. And uh, she took it and said, "Watch this. Hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> my Irish beer. You know yeah. that kind of thing." 
and uh, yeah, and boy, I, did she! Wow, a tumultuous career, uh-huh. I think, is what we can best describe because she had a career. She was on top of everything. See, and I didn't know that. I didn't follow her outside of that song. Yeah, she, like I, mean, I said, she, like you know, she eighty nine, eighty eight in through there, and the first album came out. Uh-huh. And you know, the, the college stations played it a lot. Mandika was one of the songs on there. Line in the Cobra, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, the one. Yeah, and it was wonderful. Uh, but and then the next one came out with uh, Nothing Compares to You. Mm. All of a sudden, you know, she was just, she had that stunning face and that beautiful voice and that amazing song. And the tears. Yeah, and so we were all just drawn to to what she had going on, but even then, you know, there was a a disconnect. Well, see, that's what I'm saying is that the the pain goes back to then, Yeah. right? Because the way she came, that that song and that video released that pain from inside that she had been holding in and had held in until yesterday. And then we can't just sort of dismiss the Saturday Night Live appearance. Oh, yeah. Right. Tore up the Pope's picture. Well, Dylan, the Bob Dylan uh, tribute concert where she got booed off the stage. Yeah. So she, I mean, you want to talk about peaks and valleys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that girl's career was just tumultuous, is yeah. the way I can describe it. Yeah. yeah, and losing her son 17 months ago to uh, to suicide, I can tell you, it's the toughest thing you, that any parent goes through. Yeah, it is the hardest thing you ever have to deal with. Yeah, is to lose your child, especially to that. Yeah, right. And uh, because you, you you feel so helpless, there's mm-hmm. nothing you can do, and there's one question that stays with you forever that never gets answered, and that question is why. Yeah. You never get an answer to that one. Yeah. So rest in peace, says Sinead O'Connor. The Hunter fiasco in a nutshell. The prosecution and the defense working on the same team under the auspices, the direction of Attorney General Merrick Garland. They put together this deal to get Hunter set for life, get him, uh, well, a free deal. Where if you had avoided paying your taxes and if you had broken the gun laws of this country, isn't that the weirdest part of this? Is that his his dad wants to take your gun away. His dad does not believe you should have a gun. And yet his son breaks the law to get a gun, violates the, the existing gun laws to get a gun. And his dad says to Merrick Garland, go out and put this deal together that is going to get my boy off, get him free. I mean, it's, this, I, I tell you, I have been doing You know the story. I've been doing this. I'm coming up on 49 years on the air, and I've been doing the political talk radio now for most of that time, right? And been involved in following politics and commenting on politics since I was knee-high to Ricky Ware. All right. I've never seen a more corrupt criminal organization than the Biden crime family. I have not. I mean, the stuff that they will do, and I'll go through it here in a couple of seconds, the stuff that they have done headed up by Joe Biden. If you did it, you'd never see the light of day again. Clank, that'd be your last sound you ever heard. Clank, the doors closing behind you. You wouldn't get out. I mean, it's amazing, and yet they were going to give him a deal. The plea contained a secret provision to give Hunter legal immunity forever for all crimes. <laughs> The judge didn't know what was in it. They prevented her from seeing it until they got to court yesterday. Uh, none of the media, no, nobody was allowed to see this deal. Nobody was allowed to see the plea agreement. So when they get there yesterday, the judge says, um, first of all, how stupid do you think I am? You haven't let me even look at this thing, right? That's the first thing she said. Second of all, is Hunter under investigation right now? And they said, yeah. And they looked at each other. Well, what do we say? How do we answer that one? We didn't think she was going to ask any questions. 
You see, what happened was they put this deal together for Hunter so that he could get immunity from all crimes forever, but they didn't let the judge in on it. Usually, usually when they're going to do a corrupt organization like this, right, usually they let the judge in on it or everybody is in on it so and everybody gets a cut so that they're all on the same page so it and that's what they thought was going to happen here that this democrat friendly judge right she's a democrat friendly judge she was going to go along with this thing rubber stamp it then joe was going to go on the campaign trail and say see i sick the department of justice on them i did everything by the book we played by the rules everything is cool now i can get on with wanted to be president for the second term but they didn't bring her in on the deal so she says wait a minute you are trying to slip one by me here by giving this guy immunity that is under investigation right now yes, all right yeah okay yeah, you kind of got us. And so they started to fight back and forth amongst themselves, right? They're trying to pull a fast one. So she turned to Hunter and said, how do you plea? And he said, not guilty, because now the plea deal's done. I mean, she throws it out the window, so he's got no plea deal. He's got nothing to lean back on, so he says, I'm not guilty. I blah, blah, blah. And she says, you have until September 1st to come up with a new deal which is going to be very interesting now because between now and September 1st, the month of August is going to be a fun month. Yeah. And I'm going to t- I'm going to say Kevin McCarthy, do not let them go on recess. That they're supposed to be on recess. Don't let them do it. Make them stay there. Make them continue to uncover all of this stuff that shows the crimes of the Biden crime family. Make sure that they keep putting the evidence out day after day after day after day because the more evidence that is exposed about these people and what they have done throughout the years, which I'll itemize here in a couple of minutes, once all that information is out, she can't make a deal with him. She won't be able to approve a deal for him. He'll have to go to prison and maybe drag his daddy along with him. So you said she's a Democrat-friendly judge. She is. Well, the media didn't say that. The media said Trump-appointed judge. Oh, yeah. All day Mm -hmm. long. They wouldn't even say her name, Trey. Right. No, no, they wouldn't say it. No. Uh, you're, You're right. And they do the same thing with Weiss. The guy who was the prosecutor in the case, they say, Trump appointed a prosecutor in the case. No, 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 no. Who cares who appointed him? Uh, look at their track record. That's what you got to look at. You got to look at what they did, not who appointed them. And so that's exactly what you got. You got a Democrat-friendly judge, and she has been for quite some time. There's nothing more dangerous than a compromised president. Nothing, especially compromised by our enemies. And Joe Biden is compromised by our enemies. When you think about this alone, everybody has to pay their fair share of taxes. Joe wants rich people to pay even more, except if you're Hunter Biden. Then you get to get away with tax evasion. You get to get away with gun crimes, lying to obtain a gun and illegally carrying a gun. And yet, Joe Biden wants to take your guns away from you. Because you need an F-15, you're going to fight the government, he always says. You get $8.3 million of your foreign income examined by investigators in Delaware for potential illegal foreign lobbying, money laundering, and tax felonies for five years, but you end up with this cozy plea deal that the judge finally has to say, I can't do this. You earn $1.3 million on blow art that your daddy's donors bought, which he then turns around and appoints them to cushy positions in the government. 
You send a WhatsApp message to China, to your Chinese buddies over there, saying, my daddy's sitting right here. If you don't send me $5 million, he's going to get you. So they send $5 million. You put $10,000 in dues for a sex club on your tax return as expenses for your consulting business. Try that, America, and see how long you stay out of jail. You pay a couple of grand out of your pocket for dinner at Cafe Milano so that all of your business associates can meet the big guy, daddy, daddy, daddy. And then you get money from Ukraine and Russia and Kazakhstan for doing so. You convince your baby mama, who you don't even claim is the baby, you convince your baby mama that you're so poor that she's got to take a cut of 75% in monthly expenses for the baby. As far as Joe is concerned, you have seven grandchildren, but you tell everybody you only have six. Your German shepherd continues to bite the Secret Service guys ten times in three months, and nothing ever happens. Try that one, America. Let your dog bite people in the neighborhood ten times in three months. We have a law here in San Antonio that will lock you up for that. Your son gets $83,000 a month by a corrupt Ukrainian oligarch. You get $5 million. He gets $5 million for getting the investigator fired in the case. And on and on it goes, the Biden crime family. And now the newest report concerning the border. And the newest report says that what we're seeing with the flooding of people coming across our border is actually what you're seeing is these crime organizations being set up within the country for foreign interests, namely cartels and whatever, to make a ton of money. What they're doing is intentionally importing criminals who set up these networks within the United States, according to this report. And these networks, they sell drugs. The retail crime that you see that employees get fired if they try to intervene in the retail crime, that money is leaving the United States and falling in the hands of international criminal organizations. And, of course, the property uh, crime where cars are stolen and so on, that money goes to these criminal organizations that they are actually not just people being flooded into the United States so, you know, they can vote Democrat, which is true, or flooded into the United States so they can get a better life or flooded into the United States for whatever purpose. No, they're actually, this is a thought out and, and orchestrated plan by foreign entities to put these criminal gangs and organizations in the United States to sell our kids drugs, to steal from the corporations here, because why? They know that they're not going to be arrested. There's not going to be any ramifications. Nobody's going to jail for any of this. They know it. And so they are pickpocketing the United States of America with these criminal organizations. And again, just in my head, I don't know if anybody else has this question come into their head. I know it comes into mind every time. We see that these floating barriers are working. In fact, fewer people are dying. More are going through the legal channels over the bridges to get into the country. Biden should want more barriers because they're working. More of these floating buoys and, and more of the, the wire that Texas has put up. Biden should want more of that because it's actually being effective. Unless, unless, unless... And again, this is just in my head, unless he's getting a cut of the action, unless the crime family's making money. I don't put it past him. I don't know how you feel about it, but I don't put it past him. And then it was announced yesterday, another 
400 million in additional military aid to Ukraine. That takes your contribution, yours, to four point or 43 billion. 43 billion is your contribution. We're talking drones and ammunition and missiles and stingers and uh, javelins and the weapons are being provided through the presidential drawdown authority so he can just with his authority on his own send this stuff over there. Remember he's compromised. Howitzer artillery, 32 striker armored vehicles, demolition equipment, mortars, rockets, 28 million rounds of small arms ammunition, nano drones, and it goes on and on. And we have been told that Zelensky, Peter Schweitzer mentioned this, the president of Ukraine had somebody in the meeting with the Burisma guy when he offered the bribe to the Bidens. Remember, he's got 17 phone calls. And that guy apparently went back and told Zelensky about this bribe thing, and Schweitzer says that that's being held over the head of Biden to get another $43 billion out of you to fund this war. That's why a compromised president and his cokehead son... By the way, Babylon B killed it yesterday. <laughs> after the after Hunter's hearing in the court, they showed they had a bag, an eight ball of cocaine sitting on a chair. <laughs> and they said, eight ball of cocaine found in chair where Hunter Biden sat during the hearing. The Secret Service says a tour group left it behind. <laughs> they are so good at the Babylon B. Um, all this stuff equals a compromised president who is selling out the United States, in my view. And I encourage the people in D.C. to stay there this summer. We're all working, so you can stay and work. You don't need your recess. Stay there. Stay on this trail. The United States of America depends on you uncovering more evidence finding out more about this network of criminal activity and exposing it to the American people. Something I haven't done in a little while is give you my, uh, my voicemail here at the station so you can send me a pledge of allegiance because we play those pledges at 550 and 650. Those aren't actors or anybody special. Some of them are kind of uh, personalities in the, in the market and outside of the market. Chip Roy's on one of them, and uh, Bill Taylor from Ken's Five is on one of them, and several others. But uh, by and large, it's you guys. And I love having you guys do the Pledge of Allegiance here on the show. I love it when you get the kids involved, because that's showing you're paying it forward for the next generation. Anyway, we play them at 550 and 650, and my uh, voicemail where you leave the pledge is 210-654-5155. That's 210-654-5155. And thanks for leaving it on there for us. And Jimmy will put it on uh, next time we, we hear from you. So the drowning of the Obama chef is getting a, a little bit weird now. This story is getting strange. Here's a guy who there are videos all over the place of him doing the breaststroke and the backstroke and the side stroke, and I mean the boy is stroking. He knew how to swim. This was not some novice who was going to flop around and flail if he got in the water. But okay, like I said yesterday, you might know how to swim, but if you got caught by the undertow, it doesn't matter how well you can swim. But they say he was in a lake, a pond. He wasn't out in the open water. Let me just tell you what I found out. Okay. I'm, I'm curious about this. Martha's Vineyard Commission website says the Edgartown Great Pond. Okay. It's a pond. Where he drowned averages three to four feet. 
the inward tide is less than six inches. Ain't no undertow to yank you and pull you out in the middle of the ocean. That's, that's what I was thinking. Doesn't okay, exist. Right, not not okay. at six inches. Because okay. what do you do? You just stand up. <laughs> you know what I mean? No sharks or anything in no, the pond. Nope, nope, nope. They say, the, the Obama spokespeople say, that he was found in eight feet of water. Now, if the pond averages three to max four, how was he found in eight feet? And if he's a fantastic swimmer, as the video evidence would show, that he was a really good swimmer, how did that happen in three to four feet of water if he's on a paddleboard just, you know, paddling around? Um, if he fell off in three to four feet of water, supposedly he was like 6'2", um, he could have just stood up. Okay, so now I'm thinking uh, an episode, a cardiac arrest or something while he was paddleboarding. Not have any idea? Well, just... Yeah. Without any yeah. conspiracy thing. Now I think of an episode that caused him yeah, to but not be. But you know. know me, man. I wear tinfoil hat everywhere I go. I got tinfoil underwear on right now. I do. It feels good. Uh, so, yeah, I, I do. I, I, I look for the conspiracies and everything. When you consider that Clinton's chef died a drowning thing, what are you laughing at? In 2015, now the Obama chef drowns in 2023. And no investigation, they're just they're just accepting it. Why are you laughing? What was going on over there? Tinfoil underwear. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, for, you you guys know me. I look at I I, I look at a conspiracy and everything. He's yeah. got fruit of a loom. <laughs> <laughs> fruit, fruit of aluminum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is, oh, man. man. I really do. No, no, it can chafe real bad. I'm telling you. But, I'm sure, but it's worth it. You well, know, at was, the end of the day. I was wondering what the noise was when you walked by. <laughs> That's well, just he's not wearing corduroys. Hey, I don't baby, know what the problem that's is. That's steel against steel. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're hearing. <laughs> clank, 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 clank. Here oh, comes Trey down man. the hallway. So, yeah, I mean, you know, um, the, uh, of course, uh, the first sign I got when I was four from my dad was if you can't dazzle him with brilliance, baffle him with bull. Excuse me. Sure. Um, and the first book he ever gave me to read was 1972, None Dare Call It Conspiracy, which was all about conspiracy theories taking over our government. Right. So, I, I yeah, I kind of look at this stuff. But here's the thing, man. So much of that stuff has turned out to be true over time. As we look back at history, so much of the stuff that was considered conspiracy theory at one time has come true. So it's hard to say, you know, uh, to me, uh, we shouldn't investigate this. Of course we should investigate it. I would want you guys to investigate it. If I drowned in three feet of water right. on a waterboard, yeah. I'd want a little more than, well, man, I guess he just passed out. Bad day. You know, bad day at the pond. No, uh-uh. Something, something else needs to be looked into here. I, yeah. And I'm not accusing anybody, by the way. I'm not trying to say anybody anything wrong. But just to turn away from this story and go, it's over, move on. Okay, here's another one. I, I enjoyed yesterday watching everybody pretend to have no idea why a healthy, athletic 18-year-old would have a heart attack. Okay? <laughs> I sat there yesterday, and everybody's pretending to have no idea why this Bronny James, healthy, athletic 18-year-old boy would have a heart attack. There's something wrong there. Okay? The That's not normal. On the sports forums, when anyone would bring up the vaccine as a possibility, 
the other people would attack him sure. and say, what are you doing? That's, that, there's no way. <clears throat> well, Don can tell you, and we've got to take a break, but Don can tell you, because I've been showing him the, the text messages in here, they won't address you on the issues. I like to talk to people on the issues, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But what they do on that side, just like what you're saying, Jimmy, is they attack you personally. Right when they can't argue the position with you, mm-hmm. they come after you personally. And we we've got a kook that's you know text, yeah. texting and doing that uh, right now. And I don't want to give him any airtime because that just encourages him to do more. He's, his story is completely wrong, and we know who he is. He's been investigated, so yeah. I'm not too worried about all of that kind of stuff. But uh, it, that's that's how they roll: is they attack you personally instead of let's debate the issues. Let's talk about the, but they can't, and they know they can't debate the issues because they don't have a leg to stand on with the issues. So let me come after you personally. Well, it it just you know, they drive into the name calling lane. Yes. I mean, how many times have you seen it happen? Yes. You you try to state your point, and they just well, you're 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 ignorant, or you're uneducated, or you're a racist. It's always one of the. Well, that's the that was the main one, and for years that happened, and I just I don't even pay attention to that one anymore. It's like I don't even hear it. Yeah, like a dead spot. Don't even hear it. You know, it gets to the point where you just admit it. Even though you're not. <laughs> That's right. Yep. You got it. Yeah, I am. That's me. Yeah, I'm ignorant. Uh-huh. That's me. Yep. yep. I, I got new sheets yesterday. I'm going to wear them tonight to the meeting. Yeah. <laughs> see these college degrees. see my new hood. See Ooh, these college degrees on the wall? Excellent photoshopping done <laughs> on my behalf. Same guy that gave me a fake ID That's back exact. in 1983. That's exactly right. Yeah, so yeah, ignorant. That's me. <laughs> so Merrick Garland's crew puts together this plea deal with Hunter Bar- Biden's crew. Now, first of all, that's sweet. <laughs> when the prosecutor and the defense are working together toward the same goal, they, they, they weren't in an adversarial role. They were in the role together, right? They wouldn't let anybody see the plea deal. Nobody could see it. They sealed it all up. Merritt Garland said, hey, you can't see that. What, Merritt, did you say? You can't. What? I'm sorry. Can you speak up? We can't hear you. And so, uh, yeah, so they, they hid it away, and they hid it away from the judge who basically said to them when they showed up yesterday to the courtroom, you keep telling me that I have no role. I shouldn't even be reading this thing. <laughs> you knew it wasn't going to go well when she said that, right? So she asked the question, this is giving him immunity for everything in perpetuity? Which... Uh, for those of you who uh, <clears throat> don't know, that means forever. For you liberals driving the Volvo with a long gray ponytail, that means forever. For every current. Uh, so, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, that's, that's that's what we're doing is we're giving Hunter immunity against all, for all crimes. Future. And she looked at them at the corner of her eye, and they looked at each other at the corner of their eyes, and they were like, oh, crap. Now we're in trouble. And even one of the guys started to back away from the deal, one of the prosecutors, because he knows the stuff's hitting the fan right now. He knows that if this impeachment thing happens, he's going to be the accessory to the crime. And so he starts to give up the goods. You see, that's what's going to happen with this. As the uh, as more and more evidence is uncovered, more and more people are going to start to come forward, and more and more people want to CYA. And when they CYA, they want to cover themselves and make sure they don't get hurt. So she said, "No, we're not going to. We're not doing that deal." So, how do you plead? And he, you know, he pled uh, not guilty, which was opposite of what he was going to plead when he went in there. So now he's got a September first uh, hearing. If he consumes drugs, alcohol, if he goes back to try to pick up his coke at the White House, whatever, uh, then you know he could be 
going to jail. That's not going to happen. He's supposed to look for a job. That's not going to happen. His job is to be the hard dude for the Biden crime family. That's his job. Line one there, Jimmy. Did you see the motorcade of six black SUVs the boy had to arrive in court yesterday as a private citizen, the taxpayers funding his motorcade, where he's expected to admit he didn't pay his taxes (laughs) and the taxpayers are paying for his motorcade? And let me just toss this one at you. His bud in crime, Devin Archer, is supposed to testify before the House next week. Now, I'm going to believe it when I see it. Okay, I will believe it when I see it because he's already canceled on the House several times. But he went into hiding. Devin is in hiding right now. The media has contacted his wife. She said, he's not here. He's not up at the House in D.C. He's not up at the House in New York. He's not at the Beach House. He's not anywhere. He's not. You can't find him. He's hiding. He's in hiding for threats made against him. So run that one through your noggin for a minute. Who would be threatening Devin Archer? It's not the Republicans. The Republicans want him to appear before the committee and tell them what he knows. They want him to be alive. Republicans do because they want to hear from him. So who in the world could possibly be threatening Devin Archer's life if it's not the Republicans? It's got to be Trump. I'm sure Adam Schiff is thinking, Trump's got to be doing it. That's what he said yesterday, by the way. When Adam Schiff was asked about the whole plea arrangement falling apart and everything, he said, it's Trump. It's Trump behind the scenes making it all fall apart. Okay, you're smoking crack along with him, aren't you? You've been hanging out, hitting a bong with his attorney. Hey, Daniel, you're on KTSA. Good morning. Good morning, Trey. All I can say is uh, my prayers were answered about Hunter yesterday and he wouldn't get his deal. And also – would this be the time for all the evidence that the committees have in Washington to petition that and be friends of the court and submit it to that judge to explain everything this Hunter's doing? Absolutely. So they would uh, make it harder. So if you get a hold of Ted Cruz or whoever up in Washington, we all need to beat the drums like we voted down uh, Proposition A here in San Antonio. Yeah. We need to beat the drums to that to that judge and let her know. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. Thank you, Daniel. No, I, I agree 100%. I also think, see, they're supposed to go on uh, recess for the month of August and come back in September. Uh, this is one year when you don't go on recess. This is one year that you say, no, we're going to stay here. We're going to clean this mess up. There's too much of it. Uh, every day there's new evidence that is being uncovered. Uh, of course, you need to start uh, impeachment proceedings. Donald Trump was impeached for far less. So you've got to get that rolling, get that underway. So you've got a lot of work that you need to do, and you don't need to go back to your house during the summer. You need to keep the the pressure on. You need to keep uh, overturning or, uh, you know, coming up with the evidence, uncovering evidence. You need to continue to present the evidence. I'm going to tell you what made the big difference yesterday. Not only this immunity deal that was involved in the plea agreement that the judge never got to see, the media, nobody ever got to see it. It this This is Merrick Garland. I smell him all over this, man. I'm telling you right now, this is the way that dude rolls, okay? And this is Merrick Garland. He was going to give Hunter immunity forevermore. Then Biden was going to go out on the campaign trail and say, see, I sick the, the Department of Justice on them, and they, 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 they did their investigation of the deal. It's all put behind us. And then it was going to be buried under the trash heap, and nothing else was ever going to come out about it because nobody could do anything to Hunter. So the judge intervened, and she was pissed, I'm sure, because they had tried to pull that sleight of hand the day before when one of Hunter's attorneys called, acting as though they were a Republican attorney trying to get some of the evidence thrown out. But I'm going to tell you the other big difference maker. 
in addition to all the other evidence that's come out about the $5 million he and Daddy received each from Burisma in the 1023 form, remember that Christopher Ray obstructed justice, in my view, to keep that from, from being presented. All those other things have been coming out bit by bit by bit by bit. But the big deal were the whistleblowers last week who appeared before the committee. They were all over the news media that would carry them. Remember, the, 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 the lefty news media would not even address those two who appeared before that committee and said that Hunter is getting special treatment. We were called off of this case. We weren't allowed to look at the laptop. We weren't allowed to interview family members. We weren't allowed to go to Joe and, and, and head in his direction. We were called off the trail, and that has never happened to us in the 18 years we've been working for the IRS. That, too, was a difference maker. So now is not the time to take your summer recess, Congress. I'm sorry. You're just going to have to work like the rest of us for a change and stay there and do your job and keep uncovering the evidence and keep the pressure on because we have, in my view, and not just mine, but a lot of other people, we have a compromised president who is selling this nation to the highest bidder, whether it's the cartels down south by opening up the border, demanding the border stay open, whether it's Zelensky who has dirt on him allegedly, whether it's China, we could go on and on and on, who Joe is allegedly selling, and I believe is selling this influence to and selling the, the policy of the United States to, and the, and the Republicans are on the edge of finding out really big stuff, and now's the time to keep the pressure on because you want these people to turn, and they will turn. If they're facing 99 years to life in prison for being involved in this criminal organization versus ratting out the criminal organization, you know who they are, okay? They will definitely turn, and you got to keep the pressure on to make sure that happens. All right, let me take uh, Rudy's call here quickly. Rudy, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning. Good morning, um, my take on it is I think we'd be uh, doing the Democrats a favor by uh, by impeaching Biden, uh, getting him out of the White House, and then he could be pardoned by Kamala when she comes in, and then at that point, nothing can happen. I think we need to hold this stuff to our uh, to ourselves, and then once he gets out, which I believe is going to happen, then charge him with everything. Uh, this this uh, this Hunter thing is just the one little tiny domino in a big, giant uh, deck of cards that needs to fall. You know, Rudy, I, I, you're right. I go back and forth. People who, who have heard me say this on the show, um, I go back and forth because I've said the same thing. I would rather try to hang on to him uh, because whoever, you know, like if, if they impeach him and they remove him, which the, the Senate is not likely to do unless the Democrats really want him out of the way, then the Senate will remove him, right, because Chuck Schumer and all them, and Mitt Romney will join him, and they'll vote to remove him, right? Uh, if they do vote to remove him, you're right. It'll be Kamala, and she's going to pardon all the Bidens with a blanket pardon, you know, blah, blah, forevermore. And then he'll be able to go and retire and live out his years without any ramifications for all this wrongdoing, and Hunter will get a, a pardon as well. I think Hunter's going to end up with a pardon anyway from his dad when he's in his last moments in office. I think that's I think that's going to be a done deal regardless of whether or not Joe is there. The other side of that, though, says to me it's time to move forward and, uh, and, and have justice served in this country, and justice served would be to impeach him and remove him for office for high crimes. So I go back and forth on that, man. I can't really settle on, on which way I, I want to go on this. Uh, I'm, I'm more toward that camp of let's serve this out and then replace him with a Republican and go after him under criminal courts at, when he becomes a private citizen. 
can the Senate start the impeachment process? Nope. So they can't. Nope. If they want him out, they have to have the Republican-controlled Congress do it. That's right. It okay. has to start in the House. So that we're not doing that. That's that's it. They're the ones who bring the trial and or, or the evidence, and then the trial is had over in the Senate to remove him or not. That's how it works. So it has to it has to originate in the in the House. Um. Real quick here, before the top of the hour, and we get Warren Rima going, can we play cut number one and Mitch McConnell? I, I want everybody to hear what happened with Mitch yesterday because it was, and, and then we'll comment on it. Jimmy, can we play cut number one? This week has been good bipartisan cooperation and a string of. Now uh, uh... yeah, he just drifts off and. He becomes very disoriented, looking in a, off into space, very disconnected. And then John Barrasso asks him if he's okay. Anything else he wants to say, or does he want to go back to his Mitch. office? Are you good? Mitch. Okay, Mitch. Anything else you want to say, or should we just go back to your office? Do you want to say anything else to the press? Okay. And they just kind of they kind of lead him off. So let's go back. Let me get you, let me get you guys thoughts on what you think after you saw what happened with him yesterday. First of all, I'm calling this I'm officially calling this a gerontocracy because we got a bunch of old guys in there. Uh, and to me, what this says to me is I'll lead off. What this says to me is they're a bunch of puppets because you got Biden who clearly has cognitive issues. You got McConnell who clearly has cognitive issues. Third fall for for McConnell this year. And a couple of concussions. You got Fetterman, right? Who doesn't even know what planet he's on. And then you got Feinstein, who obviously is in the same boat. And there are others that that we could name. So when you saw this yesterday, fellas, what did you think? I I couldn't help but think that it was probably a result of uh, the, the fall that he had a, a while back in mm-hmm. the concussion. Um, you know, the man is eighty-one years old. Correct. You know, I mean, he's not Mick Jagger up there. Correct. You know? and so. Yeah, it was a definite senior moment, you know, and I, I hope he's going to be okay. We've we've you know? seen him definitely more animated when he's speaking. Oh, absolutely, yeah. significantly more right. animated and so, connected, and, and all so that. So, did, did you guys think when he first started speaking, you know, it, when he when he paused and you thought back to the things he had said leading up to it? Well, you know, I knew something something did seem a little off. Um, yes, because he was a little more laid back. Than yes. Usual. So. And but definitely when it hit, I was like, well, first of all, if that was my dad, I would have called nine one one. Yeah, and let's get an ambulance right. in here and let's get him off because that's a stroke to me. You were looking through his eyes. Yeah, man. Yeah, it it, it said stroke to me. Right, right. Uh, and McConnell agree or disagree with what he has to say. He's always been a pretty sharp guy. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, and, and, and this has nothing to do with his policies. Yeah, right? and, and this, the, you know, obviously it's something. That, it's short-circuited there. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know? Like a computer defragging, which is yeah, basically right. what a stroke is. Yeah. Well, it first of all, and shocks everything. I've been pushing for the last several years for term limits on Congress members. This is one of the reasons why. Mm-hmm. Uh, been there too long, and I'm, I'm not picking on old people. I'm really not. I'm not trying to be an ageist here, but he's too old. He's had so many things that have happened to him. Um, obviously, these guys that I just mentioned are puppets because they're not running the country. They're not making the decisions. Someone else behind the scenes are pulling the strings and making the decisions on all these things, and they're unelected people, and that's the troubling part of all this. All right, quick break for the news. Where and Rima up next, KTSA.